0: Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today. And that leaves Tarina, my beautiful wife, with all the bull.
1: There you go. I got all the bull for you today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you bullish, though? That's Um, the
1: question. No, I am bearish. When I look at the supply zones, I feel like we're definitely going into bear market territory, but I'm a happy bear. How about that?
0: <laughs> because there's always something to do in a bear market. There's that's always
1: right. something to do in a bear market. As long as you know how to play the bear market, there's always something
0: yep. to do. always something going up yep. or a way to make it go up, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or your investments what... to go up. I don't that's... know about
1: the market. <laughs> there's always a way to trade. Well, that's,
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, what Tarina is talking about is when she's talking about the supply zones is is when we look at things we've been we've been kind of in a sideways pattern a long a high time frame sideways pattern since December one and we've been bouncing there and we just hit the high time frame supply zone mm-hmm. um, made back in December one now the lo- if you look at what the value investors are saying you know famed investors like Michael Burry that called mm-hmm. the two thousand eight and was very You know very public about it back in 2008 yeah um and warren buffett and jeremy grantham and all of the those that have really been around for a long time um what they're saying is hey you know um michael burry just simply sent a a twitter a twit Uh that said a tweet a A tweet tweet. yeah Uh that said sell that's all he said like today uh wednesday Last Wednesday, Wednesday morning. This morning. This morning, right? Because we're recording this on Wednesday. Yes, he said sell. Oh my Um, God, Jeremy Grantham (laughs) has been very vocal about this, Uh, you know. But again, these are value investors, right? And value investors look at things from an economic standpoint, and the economics don't look good. Mm. And here, the Fed is coming out and, and still being very hawkish. This would typically signal you know, a downtrend in the market. Right. It, and, and what they were expecting is, is something kind of sharp. Um, this is, this is would typically be true, but there's been kind of a flavor of the market change over several years where things have not gone as expected. As at traditionally
1: least, expected.
0: Yes, at least from the perspective of a value investor. Right. Which, you know, kind of hurts me because I was trained initially as a value investor. Yes. And my heart still kind of leans that way if I don't, see anything else, else. indicating right <laughs> right
1: and it's not a bad thing because i'm not trained as a value investor investor so when no, we work were trained to-
0: as a technical
1: as a technical and so when we work together it's kind of the best of the both both Of both worlds. We are a
0: good team, aren't we? We are. Yeah. So I'm going to remind everybody what, you know, one of our instructors, Kelly Boykes, always says. Oh, I'm the most humble person I know. That's right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Boykes.
1: I love Kelly. He's an amazing instructor. I love taking his classes.
0: But Kelly Boykes, you know, is quick to remind everybody that the economy is not the market. Yeah. So even though the economy might be bad, the market, the stock price is always dictated simply by where the agreement between the buyer and seller is.
1: Yeah, what they're feeling.
0: That's right. And so if the majority of people buying and selling happen to not be value investors all right
1: and they feel very bullish
0: yeah they're feeling good then the sell price is going to be high and the buy price is That's right. you know the, the the purchase is going to be high because there's not anything selling for anything lower yeah um and so you know could could we continue upwards even though a lot of you know the economy is pointing down we could yeah you know definitely but we're in a supply, the high time frame supply zone that would typically indicate that it's going, it's going to be a decision point. We're either going to go down and race down, or we're going to go up. Michael yeah. Burry thinks we're going to go down. Yeah. Who knows? Yahoo evidently thinks we're going to be going up in the markets. <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> Who knows?
0: All right. Um, Um,
1: they did, I mean, there's people who like did say, Hey, the markets went down right after the announcement, but didn't it go right back up right afterwards?
0: Well, yeah. And and so, you know, that's what Morgan Stanley was talking about. This could be another bull trap in a bear market, right? A bear market trap. Um, and he indicated that that's what he was expecting. And it's certainly what happened. We've seen this kind of action after every single one of the announcements, Mm-hmm. um even when they were you know 75 basis points very dramatic uh rate raises it would go up initially and, th- and then it would then it would start its descent the next day or, right. or two days later something like that all right um and uh, you know so this i would i would be more bearish at this point mm-hmm. seeing a high time frame supply zone right and everything stacked against it could i be wrong yeah, absolutely. That's, that's right. not important. Okay, that's
1: why we have stops.
0: Well, that's exactly <laughs> right. All right, the important thing is being able to be prepared for it, and that's You're something right. I want to address in this show. You know, the wealthy get wealthy not because they can predict any better than the um, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, if you look at here, here's a statistic, a weird statistic for you: um, the passive traded the passive fund the S&P 500 right. SPY mm-hmm. uh, which is simply it's more or less a mutual fund of all of of the best
1: 500 companies 500
0: companies in the nation well financial in, in financial na- world yeah being traded and they okay. put that all in one basket and it's called the S&P 500 and that's where the S&P 500 index comes from okay but you can you can purchase it just like you would purchase a mutual fund mm-hmm. only there are very few fees and it typically outdoes all of the like other mutual funds, mutual funds mm-hmm. right so it's a it, that's what warren buffett would tell somebody that doesn't know what they're doing he would say just buy the s&p 500
1: well and i really like that because of the s&p 500 because if your company's not doing well if the company one of the companies isn't doing well that's in the 500 companies they'll take them out and put in another company that's doing
0: well that's and so- exactly right all right. Um but my point is is the mutual funds are actively traded right. and actively uh, managed instead of passively managed. But the S&P that is passively managed is constantly beating it for a couple of different reasons. One of them is is that is that the S&P uh, 500 doesn't have a lot of fees. <laughs> right? Just Very few fees and so and so uh there's they're not paying a whole bunch of people trying to uh you know, trying to actively manage this thing, uh, so the mutual funds by itself would have to do much better than the S and P in order to in order to perform as well for those that are holding it. Right, right. Uh, the holding those mutual funds as opposed to the S and P five hundred,
1: which is a ETF. It's an index uh, yeah, exchange fund. traded fund. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so. If all of those people that are actively managing aren't beating the S and P five hundred, mm-hmm. then those actively managed people don't know better than than what's happening in the market all by itself. Right. Uh, you know that, that's kind of what it indicates. Now, what does that mean on a personal level, and why does the why do I talk about this when I talk about the wealthy getting more wealthy during a downturn? Okay. Well, yeah, it's because. Um the wealthy can use tools and strategies that the mutual funds cannot.
1: They definitely can. Yeah. Like mutual fund isn't going to be shorted ever.
0: Uh, right. Also, the mutual fund can't take advantage of puts. No, they can't. Now Warren Buffett, he's a big put guy.
1: Oh my gosh, he loves it. Yeah. He's all about um, insurance.
0: They can't use covered calls. They can't yeah. use they can't use stops. Mm-mm. And so the individual trader has many more tools, many more um what would be called protections if you're Mm -hmm. thinking of a protective put as protection right many more things that could protect the individual where where the institutional trader just cannot use those tools they can't Uh, but the wealthy can not because
1: they don't want to but because it is regulated that they cannot do right
0: and really they're They're a juggernaut. They're just too big to use some of these tools when it comes down to it, you know, Uh, but the individual investor and and the wealthy, they can use these tools. And so during downturns, they simply use their tools to make, you know, to make the strategic decisions for them. For instance, um, you know, right now you've got the choice. You're thinking it might go down, you know, the S&P might go down and it might go down fast like Michael Burry. All right. Well, Michael Burry, what he's probably not doing is selling everything that he's got. What he's probably doing is the exact same thing he did, you know, seven or eight months ago uh, with the, no, not I guess two years ago with the bonds, Mm -hmm. uh, where everybody said he was shorting. What he was doing was simply buying puts on the bonds. And he was buying year-long puts. Now, what that means, for those of you that don't know, is a put, if you're buying it, you have the right to sell whatever it is, the S&P 500 or the at bond price you- at yeah maybe today's price, mm-hmm. but you've got a year to decide whether or not you want to do that. All right. And so that's an insurance policy. You can buy that and then sit on it. And if it drops, then you go ahead and execute what you've got and you haven't lost anything or you can and you sell put it. to, that the buyer. Put to some, That's right. And that person
1: you, has to buy it. They have to buy it from price, you at that price. Which could be a very, very expensive price. Yeah, depending on what it is right
0: mm-hmm. um but because there are these protective puts out there, you know the wealthy that are using those don't need to lose when everybody else is losing
1: Mm-mm. no,
0: and they never actually have to sell their s and p five hundred shares or or any of their and they never individual have to stocks. put the
1: put they never have to put the put to the yeah
0: they don't have to use it
1: to the buyer but and so yeah
0: if they're if if their thinking was right if their fears were right and everything crashed, crashed. then they could simply hand over those puts they have to they get paid out and they and get
1: paid at a price that they wanted so so right. the price is like you know five bucks but like but then it went down to two you still have to whoever bought that you know whoever bought against him they have to buy at five bucks and so he's just made like three bucks well,
0: well per, whatever, share. per share, you right. know, on that. And they come in lots of 100 so it would be three or $500, Yeah, right? Um, in that case.
1: In that case. I mean, that's right. just something.
0: But with the S&P, where it could dive, you know, hundreds of dollars, then oh, that, yeah. that would be much more significant, and especially right. if you're holding several puts. Right. And that's pretty much what, what Michael Burry is doing, where, um, where, others, where he's just telling others, hey, you don't know how to do this, so sell. Because it's the best thing you can do right Right. now.
1: Right. It would be dangerous for someone who didn't understand, who didn't have the education in options to all of a sudden buy puts and and, um, calls.
0: Especially if they had no idea where the levels were. Because it is leverage. Yeah. So um, where for Michael Burry, this is very little risk. For somebody else, it might be a lot of risk. Right. <laughs> All right. But Michael Burry is is buying protection, and he's simply going to, uh, well, he's probably going to sell off a whole bunch of the puts if it mm-hmm. does go down. Yeah. All right. And that's just as good as as making somebody else buy your, stuff. you know, buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. Really. Um. At any rate. Um. So where a lot of these people are saying, yeah, it's it's probably going to be a ride down. And where the general populace is going to get taken advantage of if it does, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to lose a lot of value. The wealthier investors who understand the tools and rules and things like that, eh, not so much. They're, you know, that's why they get more wealthy during a downturn because they understand how to use the tools effectively. Well,
1: because they've been educated and they know how to use the tools. That's right. they understand what's going on. Yeah.
0: Yep. And so, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is, you know, that... I've talked about, you know, will the market go up and down and the difference between the value investor and the technical investor, because there's been a minds, uh, a mindset shift. And I think it's highlighted by this um, article. So I saw that this headline and I just want to, you know, point it out really fast. It says, Bitcoin closes out best January since 2013. <laughs> okay. Now, this is, no, and they're, well, they're, and they're, they're, right.
1: right. They, they are right. But
0: only from a trader's perspective. Okay. Right. We used to talk about things in terms of an investor perspective. Right. Now, from an investor perspective, Bitcoin is 64.6% off of its high, even after the best January it's had in years. Yeah. All right. And so you would, you would look at that and say, well, I don't even know why they're talking about that. It's way down. Right. Right. But if you're trading it and you picked it up at the beginning of the month, then you okay, you, you've done well. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so the only way Bitcoin is still in the news and is being celebrated is that it's had the best January, January since, since 2013, 2013. If the general public thinks in terms of trading instead of investing. Well, traders don't necessarily need to get rid of everything when a market turn comes. All right. We'll talk about more about this when we get back all right but we we're up against a hard break again learning how to trade and invest exceptionally important come in the, on in. you know so come on take one of our free three hour trading and investing classes it'll be worth your time uh to get into one of those classes really easy we've got a center near you just give us a call at eighty four forty eight trader that's eight four four eight eight seven twenty three thirty seven or text the word income to twenty five zero twenty nine That's income to 25029. So give us a call and get registered for one of those classes. Um, When we get back, I want to talk about the five things that you can do as a trader or investor in 2023 to trade or invest well. All right. And we'll talk about that when we get back. We'll see you then.